You're listening to the Cornerstone Prepcast, a show where we give you an inside look and how we think, talk, learn, and engage the important issues at Cornerstone Prep. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cornerstone Prepcast. My name is Brandon McCall, and I'm joined today by a special guest. Mr. Brandon Miller, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, so so Mr. Miller teaches um, teaches music, teaches worship at Cornerstone Prep. So he has all the kiddos, pre-K to 12, teaching them instruments and ukuleles and recorders and um, is a drummer by training all through college and stuff, but teaches worship for high school. And we just thought we'd sit down today and talk about worship, man. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today. There's a lot of conversation about worship, man. I know you are in the middle of it. What is it like being in the middle of this giant conversation about worship constantly going on? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm involved like in my church and I know a lot of different worship leaders at different churches. Uh, and I obviously listen to a lot of different worship music and then I have to like teach kids how to do it. <laughs> so that's um, sometimes can be a it's sometimes stressful, I guess. Yeah. It's like, okay, am I teaching them what I think is right? And is that like biblical and that kind of thing? It's a heavy burden, man. We talk about that as a staff. Like, yeah. man, we're teaching kids, man. We know, and we know that they're not our kids. So, you know, it's tough being in a classroom when you know different perspectives and different churches and everything. Yeah. Like, so you're teaching worship. I mean, how many different people would define worship differently? And even the kids you're teaching how to do worship is probably like a tough. Yeah, thing. and like the kids all go to different churches and stuff. Um, I'm trying to teach them like like we talk about in school. Worship can be a bunch of different things. You can pray, and that can be your worship. You can um, studying the Bible can be your worship. Like singing songs to God can be your <laughs> worship. You know, like you don't even have to be singing out loud. You can just feel like. On your end. You know, that's that's actually a great point, and that's a, probably a good place to start because, you know, we're talking about worship, and if you talk to 10 people, you'll get 11 different answers probably, and I think it's a good place to, to really start um, chipping away. Like, well, let's build, actually. Let's define, like, what do we talk about with worship? You know, uh, certainly we can see throughout the Bible. Um, one of the, the earliest places we see with worship was just bringing a sacrifice to God, like just this uh, bringing an animal, bringing your, the best of your first fruits or whatever the case was. And we see the Apostle Paul use a similar language in Romans chapter 12. I'll read it quickly. He says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Certainly making a reference back, probably like Isaac on the altar, we're taking our bodies and presenting them as a living sacrifice. So worship definitely had a connotation with like, drawing near to God, bringing your best to God so you can draw close to him, to be in fellowship with him. How does music fit into this? Because we also see worship and music, and that's a big thing. How do you got, like kind of see those things connecting, and how would you build the foundation of worship as music? Well, everyone has a voice. God gave you that voice. <laughs> so singing is something you can do to worship. Um, I know that my students are coming to me because they want to be part of the worship team, part of the team that leads the worship in school. Um, they obviously have a talent or they want to build upon a skill that they 
you know, they think they have or they've been told they have. So um, using that worship in like singing or music, playing the guitar, playing the drums is something they're passionate about. And it's like giving back to God for the skills and the talents he's given you. What if it's someone like me and I can't sing or play a lick? Well, (laughs) we can work on that. Mr. Miller, I want to be in there, though. I want to do it. Well, we have ways to uh, work on that. We have (laughs) choir class, which is a very big uh, skill-building class. That's cool. As well as we have, like, middle school worship team, too. So we start... We start with the basics down. I think it was amazing. Last year, I remember when the middle school worship team led high school at assembly. Yep. And yeah. you could tell it was like a really nerve-wracking, you know, experience for, for these for the younger ones. Now it's like a bigger stage with like yeah. the older kids. I mean, do you guys ever talk about that kind of thing with like what it is that we're actually doing here and why this matters and like overcoming that fear to go out there and do something like that? Yeah, it's like your you have this skill and you have this talent that God gave you. It's like, let's prepare as well as we can, um, but like you should share it and you should help lead other people that don't have that skill or don't want to use it in that way, um, but they can still participate and be in the in the crowd yeah. and worship God as one you know as one body. You know, I want to talk about this a little bit because you know, we're talking about worship. We're talking about sacrifices and bringing your best to God. And I think something when people think about worship music, they think Christian music. And I think sometimes maybe these get grouped together and they should or they shouldn't. I don't know. Like when you, you know, I think, you know, the radio, Christian radio, and there's just so much music out there. We talked a little bit before. There is just so much quantity of Christian music out there. I mean, do you associate all that with to be worship music or not? Like, how do you like untangle some of that? Like, help me understand how to think about like this massive volume of music that's out there. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think all Christian music is worship music. Um, I think it all can be glorifying to God. Um, Like Christian music can be a song that is glorifying to God, but isn't necessarily worship to God. Yeah. To God. Yeah. Um, like we, we say that like everything we do should be like unto God. It should be our best. It should be um, as if it was we were worshiping God with our work, with the way we treat one another, with our conversations, with all the media that we consume. Like it should be as if it's for to God, for God. Um, I think that if you group. Um, like you can do something that's glorifying to God without worshiping him in it. Um, and I think that's how, that's how I see worship music and Christian music, um, that not all Christian music is worship music. Okay. Um, one thing I talk to the kids about is like, they'll bring me a song and I'll say, I don't think that's necessarily a... Um, a song that we want to sing with our congregation as like a worship song, but it's more of like a song that talks about the attributes of God, or it's something that helped help that you um, relate to. Like you went through some trials and this song helped you get through that. Um, And it's biblical and true, but it's not necessarily something that 
we're like singing to God. Yeah. You know, that's, that's an interesting point. One of the things that I've always kind of thought about is like, who are we singing this to? And who are we singing this about? And yeah. I think a lot of times we see so much music and I think just our, it's our sin nature. It's our flesh. Like we make things about us. You know, we end up like singing to God about us and how awesome we are as people, not how awesome God is as God. And I think it kind of maybe muddies the water a little bit there into like what music and what worship actually is. And I think that's like kind of what I wanted to talk about next was just this idea of like the lyrics and the actual words themselves and, and biblical truth and how it actually matters as it relates to music Mm -hmm. and like, how do you see that relationship? How do you think about that? Not only with the kids, but personally and in church and you're all over the area. Like talk about that relationship between music and biblical truth or biblical theology and how those things have to work together so we can be discerning. Yes. So when I think of worship, I'm thinking of uh, like, are when I'm listening to a song, it's like, are these lyrics biblically true you know is it you can you can see that some songs are just taking words straight out of scripture out of a certain um translation of scripture uh and is is it like really portraying the nature of god in the lyrics like is it telling is it being true to what the scripture says or are they like changing the right. lyrics to mean what they want it to mean yeah it's something that's hard to discern because sometimes it can be something that's straight out of scripture but it might be like out of context yeah or right. something and that's where it takes a lot of like looking into it um how do you do that with the kids? Like, are, are, like when you're picking music and you're going to do something in school or whatever, do the kids get involved in those arguments and like, are they pointing things out and having discussion and debate about it? Or yeah, um, <laughs> I, whenever kids bring me a song, it's usually because, well, not usually, but sometimes it's because they like the song, how it sounds, um, what it means to them. Um, they're thinking more about like, oh, this impacted me this way, yeah. rather than like, this is a song that's like glorifying God as like our as a whole as our school, right. which is something that you like have to learn because you're not used to that before you join worship team. Um, but I love the idea of you know getting the kids involved in that and yeah. like realizing like this isn't just this isn't for us. Which, I mean, there's probably a lot of that debate, too. I remember talking to uh, some of your former students, not like Caleb Danner mm-hmm. and uh, Gabby Nicola. We, we talked on a podcast. It's one of our earlier episodes just about, like, who who is this for? Why are we doing this? And the temptation that's so prevalent within, like, the, the Christian contemporary Christian community and the church music community of, like, being on stage, being with the lights, being with yeah. the, you know, like, get the, the fame uh-huh. and the fortune, all that kind of stuff, like how like they're fighting a real temptation mm-hmm. of like the real question is like what is this for is yeah. it really about god or not like and i think that's something like how do you guys deal with that i think with high school kids like honestly most of them some of them would rather not be in the limelight <laughs> oh, yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. we augment our setup a lot of the times because like we don't use the stage really right. because the kids don't feel like they should be elevated above their peers. Uh, I always wonder why and, you put the kids down on the floor like, like that. 
they don't want to be the center of attention necessarily, even though sometimes we do a circle and they are in the center. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. They don't want, like, they feel like when kids are looking at the screen and looking at lyrics, that they're, like, looking up to them. They don't hmm. like that. Um, they don't want to be the center of attention. And sometimes it makes them nervous to the point that they are like, I don't know if I can sing, like, the first couple times they lead. Like, right. I'm not so sure about this, even though they did great in rehearsals or just in the worship team room or just singing like with me and another student, um, practicing harmonies or practicing right. just lyrics and finding range and stuff um, that I think it's even I think it's sometimes scary for them rather than yeah. like they are looking for glory out of it. Yeah. Um, which is a. Uh, Two, I guess two different battles. You have to approach it two different ways. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but in worship team class, we have a, we have it twice a week. We have a, a day where we practice the songs, and that's on Wednesday. But usually on Monday, we have like a devotional time. We'll go through songs. I'll ask um, student leaders, usually like upperclassmen, to present like to present a devotional. And a lot of the times they'll pick it pick a song to kind of dissect a little yeah. bit or they'll yeah. use a song that we're doing that week as part of their devotional um but we pick it apart and sometimes kids bring me a song because they like it and i'm like why don't you look into that song a little bit more uh-huh. um look at the lyrics are they biblical what's it saying um right. like how is out how's our student body that's going to be singing this that you're leading in this song like, can they relate to it? Is it something that's more of a personal song that would help you? Or could it help a lot of... Like, sometimes right, they're like, right. I think this song would help a lot of people in our school dealing with this certain, right. you know, emotion, this certain thing. And a lot of the times we have to go into more discussion about it because I'm not in tune with what the high school girls are going through <laughs> yeah, emotionally. Yeah, nobody you know, is, man. Nobody's. You know, or socially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So it sounds like there's a lot of process here. And like, I actually, I, I did want to wrap us up today and, and really something that I think would be super helpful for people because, you know, whether you have kids at Cornerstone or not, or whether you are a student here or not, um, how to discern through biblical music and Christian music and worship music is something that is important. And we all might approach it differently, but I did want to like kind of take a stab at like, okay, here's kind of how we do it at Cornerstone. Here's how you're kind of like leading the kids through this, but really giving people a very solid framework for like, here's a couple steps that for the music that you're singing or you're hearing, here's a couple steps to think through and pray through to, to kind of help make a determination. Like, is this biblical? Is this Okay. Um, I love what you said earlier. It's like, we, we want to be doing this to be honoring to the Lord. We don't want to be, this is just something that I like. It's, this is about me, but we want to be correct. You know, we care about, we're teaching kids, but I think we all care about that like in yeah. regular life too. So like, let's, let's, let's break it down, you know, in, in a couple, maybe like four or five easy steps for people, make it four steps for people. Like how do you systematically go through discerning music, worship music? Yeah. So the first thing I look at is, are the lyrics biblical? You know, are they based on something in scripture? 
are, or sometimes they're direct quotation from scripture. Um, and is it being used in the context that the Bible states mm, it? Yeah. You know, like if you take, you, you see people all the time taking one sentence out of the Bible and using it as like their, their ch- big charge and their, their <laughs> like, whole day is, never their whole that. day is based yeah, right. on this, um, this one sentence right. that was taken out of context right. in scripture. Um, so you have to look at that. Uh, sometimes I'm like, I hear lyrics and I'm like, is that actually in the Bible? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I think we talked about this earlier, like music is teaching it's theology. And yeah. like, it's almost like the stuff, the, the things that we sing become the things that we believe. Yeah. And that line gets blurry sometimes. So it's like kind of scary. It's dangerous when you're flirting with like, is that in the Bible? Because not everybody has their brains switched on to be thinking. Is yeah. this in the Bible? They're singing Especially it. Especially with along. students. Like if you ask any high school student, how much time do you spend listening to music every day? And yeah. how much time yeah. do you spend like reading the Bible or listening to sermons every day or studying? It's like, especially in the summer when kids aren't in school, right. they're probably going to be listening to music a lot more because they'll be playing basketball, listening to music, um, you know, even like reading and listening to music at the same time. I can't do that, but, um, you know, <laughs> super, super influential, mowing their super, lawn, super listening to music. So it's like, it's right. part, it's a bigger influence than people think. Um, especially for kids. Like I would say most kids probably aren't listening to like podcasts on their, right. in their free time as much as they are listening to music, whether it's like secular music, right. um, or, or if it's so that, worship music. So that, I mean, that's like the, 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 the difficulty is if it's, if it's branded as Christian music, but yeah. if the lyrics might not be biblical, yeah. we got to be able to think through that. Yeah, so like, and then, good first step. And I, I see people all the time that are like, well, this song says this. And I'm like, well, where does it say in the Bible? Right. You know, and it's, it's not always cut, like black and white. It's sometimes just a little bit of someone's interpretation. But I love the fact that like even having that conversation. Yeah. Like that that like even approaching like we're not it might not be black and white but the fact we're going to like talk with our kids and like look through the world like that to me is like there's such a such a huge thing. So I think Yeah. Are are the lyrics biblical great yeah, first step that's so like, like step 1. <laughs> so like let's go to step 2. Okay, so step 2 I would say like does the song proclaim the truth of God's word like what the Bible truly says? Um, without having to have it thoroughly explained. Um, like if you're using a lot, I, I'd say a lot of worship music nowadays uses a lot of metaphor yeah. and stuff that even I'm like, what does that mean? And a lot of the times it's the same lyrics you see in multiple different songs, multiple different artists using the same like Bible story or the same yeah. like part of scripture to get a point across but like what's that point and sometimes it's a little bit too poetic that I don't always want to use that song in school for a chapel or like morning devotions or something more confusion potential and clarity right but it's nice that our school we have time we can teach on it I can teach on it I can um, talk to one of the students that's leading the song they're like hey if you want to do this song, I'd really like you to teach on it. You know, yeah. I'd like you to do do a little five minute um, informational on this song. Right. And 
like just to explain like the lyrics um in spiritual emphasis last year we picked like a theme song for the week called hunger and thirst and this song i'd never heard of before i listened to it and i was like oh this is a great song um the kids might not understand it it's talking about hungering and thirsting for god yeah so that's uh, kind of yeah, like yeah so the kids might miss it you know and we used it but we taught on it like the first day more context was yeah provided for us. and that's the whole a good point. the whole week like it was like pursuing god was the theme of right. the week so right. We talked about it every single day. We talked about something that had to do with the song, not necessarily directly to the lyrics, yeah. but it really held true to the theme of the week. I just love, man. I love the fact that you're even having those conversations. Like that's 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 the training that's getting their minds yeah. and their hearts tuned into that. And I think, you know, someone like so, are, are you know, are the lyrics biblical? Are they proclaiming God's truth clearly without super metaphorical, you know? But then I think too. Um, Here's some of the the, the the trouble areas today, and I think we'll just touch upon these briefly, but um, for us as a school, and I know we talk about this stuff all the time, like um, our point three uh, for discerning through music is, um, is it possible to separate the music from its source? Who made the music? What ministry produced the music? That's a that's a it was a very popular hot topic a couple months ago. Yeah, um, and I think it's and it should be it should be something that people are biblically discerning through. Um, it should matter, you know. Where are we ultimately driving people's attention to? If it's a ministry that is anti-Christian, for example, if it was just like a very very hostile to Christianity group, but they're making music that we're singing in church, is it ultimately? funneling attention and money even to that organization that we might not be in agreement with biblically i think that's an important thing to consider and we take that pretty seriously here and then the final thing um um, kind of along um the lines of that is like would using this music actively support that ministry so in some way um we want to make sure that we're trying to be as true to biblical form as we can and support the correct biblical worship that's out there and this just makes your life harder, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it just makes, makes it really complicated. Sometimes, like, I even see, you see people leaving big ministries like that all the time. And yeah. they're a lot of the time, a lot of times the people you understand, you see leaving ministries are like the people that are in the spotlight as far as like worship leaders, songwriters. For me, you know, I look into that stuff. Um, you see people leaving those churches where it's like, well, did, now that they left that church, can we go sing their song, like uh, a different yeah, song yeah, yeah, that yeah. they right, wrote right. with this new ministry that they're right, with? Right. Um, so it's it's kind of like you have to um, look into that. You have to look into the person. They might be a great songwriter. They might teach songwriting workshops, but like, is what they're doing? Are like are they imitating Christ right. as a Christian? Right. And they biblically true? Are they sound in doctrine, yeah. word and deed kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough word. I hope this for the listeners. This does a couple things for you. One, I hope this gives you a good framework to like. This is something we should be thinking deeply about. We shouldn't be just lip, lipping through the the worship or lipping through songs. Yeah. Like just going without the thinking, motion, about, without it, thinking yeah. about it. Like, and, and 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 hopefully that's something you can do with your kids and you can do with your families and. Um, it sounds like make that a really valuable part of some conversations that you have and like, how is this biblical? Um, 
great stuff, man. So I, I don't know, man. We appreciate what you do for Cornerstone with the kids, man. It makes it, I mean, singing in the mornings, uh, morning assemblies and chapels, like making the place filled with music. We, hey, give a shout out. Like music education needs more attention, right? It's not all about yeah. science and math and history. <laughs> like we need more music and art, right? Yeah. Something you can take with you the rest of your life. It's a special thing, man. So, hey, everybody, Brandon Miller. Hey, man, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got it, brother. Yeah.